You are listening to The Pause Podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right, here we go again. Another week, Ben. Another week. Another week. And we start with gratitude. We always start with gratitude. To everyone here at the studio, appreciate you guys and gals. Um, but gratitude for you, for taking the time, for committing to transformation, to being a part of this conscious community, and for sharing your responses. And this one's from a dear friend who asked to remain anonymous. And he wrote this message to us, and you can always reach out over Instagram, over our WhatsApp groups, that's right, groups to join over a thousand folks who are committed to living with more presence, or email benji.paz at meaningful.org or drbenji.com. And so Anonymous writes, I was sitting in my rocking chair after my baby was born, just rocking her to sleep. And I've been using that time to listen to the pause because I love Dr. Benji. Oh, and I love trying to be as real with myself as possible. And pause has been a real vehicle to allow me to do this. And while I was listening, I heard you say that we all have the potential to be heroes, H-E-R-E-O's. And it just hit me right there. Boom. I had not been present for the past year and a half since I'd gotten married, moved to Israel, and the baby was born. There was just too much going on. And I just wasn't able to be fully there. And he continues, it was eye-opening and it blew my socks off. And I was able to be present for a few moments with my daughter. And then a couple days went by with this awareness. And I just wanted to thank you and the team at Pause for this gift. Wow. That's good stuff. Go team. Thank you for that gift. And I want to remind you and myself, and all of our thousands of listeners out there, that we can all be heroes, H-E-R-O's, just for one day, even for just one moment, and that moment is right now. And we tap into the week. We tap into the time we're in right now, counting the days, and we're in this auspicious time of Svirot Omer, with each week a new focus on the Svirot, and we know that the Sfirot are ten modes, attributes, through which God manifests himself in the world. The Sfirot are not God, but they are the medium through which specific qualities and attributes can be ascribed to him with a capital H. So what does the recent mystical sphere of the week, and in this case we're going to talk about Hode, have to do with our mindfulness practice? Well, plenty. We see uh, the week of Hod is deeply connected to Lagba Omer, to Pesach Sheni, as they both fall out during this week. And while there's so many themes for the cast going on here, light, second chances, starting over, I want to focus on some of the basics, keeping the main thing the main thing, right? And many people focus this week on gratitude, giving thanks, to acknowledge, to be mode, to admit. So in this case, we're admitting, we're being honest. Where have we been investing our energy? 
This is a week to make an accounting of our lives. Where are we going? Where are we going? Perhaps to even feel some regret for mistakes about not using one's strength in the proper way and to recalibrate. And as I mentioned, there's so many different ways and directions this can go in. And we plan on spending at least one or two podcasts on gratitude, cultivating a more grateful mindset, perhaps starting over, and how that is such a critical skill in life and in meditation. You can always start again, but what would it be like to live with this mindset on a constant basis? The gates are wide open, right? This is an opportune time to be better, to acknowledge, to admit, and ultimately thank for this moment, for this opportunity. We all want to be better. We all want to be at peace in this body and in this world. And that wanting to be better can happen in this very moment. It actually can only happen in this moment. It can only happen in the now. But there is another aspect of Hode that's discussed in the various mystical texts, and that refers to a sense of discipline. And this is the discipline that brings with it a certain sense of splendor. Someone who lives with this mita, someone who lives with this quality, will command a certain sense of awe through living this consistent lifestyle. And we can all pause and Think of a person who is living a regimented and balanced life, and those people are simply inspiring. Like, you can't help but be impressed with the commitment and the discipline, and we're not talking about people who are behaving in a compulsive manner or taking some healthy behavior and using it as a way to self-medicate or to check out. We're talking about the consistency of showing up day in, and day out. And as spiritual warriors seeking transformation, the traditional way we begin our day is with Modeani. This is our commitment to be disciplined in the way we show up, to do what we are meant to do regardless of our motivation or quote unquote, whether or not we're feeling it to do what we're meant to do when we are meant to do it. Absolute ownership. And this is the beginning of all divine service. And the need for the foundation of Hode needs to be ironclad. And this becomes the most opportune time to do it. What better place than here? What better time than now? And I know, I know, old habits. Just do it? Nah, just be it. That's a t-shirt. Radical discipline. So in order to merit the revelation of the mysteries of the Torah, of the mysteries of life, one needs to first establish a practice, which is essentially living with discipline. And trust you me, as a proud card-carrying member of the ADHD and Mindfulness Club, one of the greatest issues that I struggle with is consistency of doing the work when I'm not feeling motivated or when I inevitably get distracted with the buzzing of the phone or some new self-improvement, get healthy, quick fix. But we know this is the long, shorter way. There are no shortcuts. And here's the disclaimer. Everyone benefits from self-discipline and self-control. We need 
a genuine training. We need a repeated discipline in order to let go of our old habits of mind and to find and sustain a new way of seeing. The ability to work hard to say no and a shout out to all the people pleasers out there to practice good habits. Right here. Right here. Go team. High five. Right. To practice good habits, set boundaries, prepare to ignore the temptations and provocations to keep our emotions in check. It's not pretty, but the results are stellar. Simplicity and restraint. And it's how we start our date that's going to set the tone for this practice. So we have the pause challenge, and it's going to be awaking the day, as King David sings. Waking up early might not be for everyone, but it's pretty darn close. So set your alarm this week just a few minutes earlier, even if it's five minutes, even if it's two minutes. We are establishing habits and practicing radical self-discipline. This is the standard of beauty we're all striving for. And gentle reminder, nobody, nobody is really a morning person. So let us know how that works out for you. In the words of the great Python, David Gahan, never again is what you swore the time before. Never again is what you swore the time before. That's the voice we're contending with. But this time, Zusha means it. Shout out, Zusha. This time, right now, is when we are all committing. This is when we mean it, and we're doing this together. And if you've been accompanying us on this journey, you know meditation takes discipline. It's just like learning how to play an instrument. If you want to learn how to play the guitar, Ben, does it take more than a few minutes a day once in a while here and there? You betcha. I don't know if everyone knows this, but our maestro of audio is also a brilliant bass player. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> right? I, was, I, do, I do what I can. Right. Do, oh, you do what you can. Do it again. I'm going to say it again. I'll say it again. No, okay. The maestro of our audio happens to be a really fantastic and excellent bass player who's played with some of the greats, but he can, he can toot his own horn somewhere else. But um, anyone can play guitar. Right. Maybe. Want to cue that intro? <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> I'm told no. Omer rules. Respect. So if you really want to learn any important skill, whether it's playing guitar, meditation, it grows with perseverance, patience, and systematic training, repetition, discipline. In order to achieve freedom, we have to access the place of hod shibahod within ourselves. And this could be our intention, our personal supplication that we aspire to to fix, bolster, empower ourselves, to have the power to live both a personally disciplined and spiritual life, both in the way we practice for ourselves and towards others. We don't encourage abstinence for the sake of abstinence, but discipline is the practice of not allowing the appetites of the world to own us. When we are living mindfully, when we are tapping into the ever-present ability to pause and contemplate, then we can tap into a life of self-discipline. And I want to paraphrase an idea that I heard from the great Rev. Ephraim Goldberg, senior rabbi of Boca Raton Synagogue. 
And it went something along the lines of, if mindfulness is the path to self-discipline, then it stands to reason that mindlessness is the path to indulgence and engaging in behaviors and mind states of losing that focus. Here's the kicker. The undisciplined life is the result of a mindless life. And we appreciate you here over here at Pause Rev Ephraim. Is he slated to come on? Oh, you, late 2024. Okay, let's get behind the Bema. So we know the key to being more mindful or just mindful is to carve out a certain amount of time every day and to really get in contact with what truly is happening. To not be reactive and certainly not just when the spirit moves us. Because if we're waiting for the perfect conditions, we need every day, every single day. We need to show up. And so just think in your own life, a task, a hobby, a project, a pursuit, where you turned up ready and eager to practice, an activity that you arrived prepared to focus, to give it your full attention, curiosity, and care. This is discipline in action. You've done this before. So if you ever find yourself saying something like, oh, I don't have self-discipline, remember, you do, because we all do. And thoughts are not facts, even the ones that tell you they are. I don't have self-discipline is a thought. I have self-discipline. That's also a thought. Which do you choose to act on is the question. Because if we all have self-discipline, why is it so difficult to act to quote-unquote just do it? And the mind likes to create reasons not to follow through, and it's from this resistance that thoughts and feelings can really get in the way especially when we're not feeling as eager, especially when we're not feeling as motivated. The mind can make up excuses not to do something if we think it's boring or too difficult, or we might ditch something before we complete it if we're feeling stuck or disinterested. And sometimes we might even be daunted by the prospect of our own success. It's wild, right? What if I actually succeed? What will that mean for me, et cetera? And so many people who I work with come into my office paralyzed by their own success. And as we've mentioned in the past, it's important to remember that it's impossible to stop our minds from thinking. So pushing thoughts and feeling away will only make them harder to manage. And instead, the best way to improve our self-discipline is to notice accept and let go of these resistant thoughts and feelings so we can move on and accomplish whatever we've set our mind to. And here, here is where the mindfulness is so crucial because when we're tapped in, we're able to pay better attention to what we think and feel when we're struggling with self-discipline. And whenever I ask my clients to do a homework assignment, I'm equally interested in whether they were able to complete the assignment how it was for them when they finished the task, as I am when they aren't able to or when they weren't even able to get it started. What gets in the way? What got in the way of you doing it? And it's such a valuable skill to learn to sit with the resistance, to see the self-limiting beliefs, and to get more familiar, to get more intimate with the distortions and whatever schemas are coming up. 
And the truth is, is when you think about it, developing a mindfulness practice is a practice of self-discipline itself because we're taking consistent, regular breaks with our mind intentionally. And that strengthens our awareness and our compassion for ourselves. So just like the cultivation of any new skill, the way we show up for ourselves when we meditate is going to be a good indicator of how we'll show up for all the other things in life where practice or repetition is involved. And like the mind that is filled with equanimity, with filled with balance, discipline provides a consistency which is independent of what kind of day you had yesterday or what kind of day you anticipate today or whatever you can come up with that might transpire in the future. We can't control all that much. But we can control if we show up or not. And that's regardless of circumstances. Ultimately, the value of all the meditation practice that we're doing, all of the exercises and practices that we share with the pause family, the pause of me, depends <laughs> on your willingness to practice with them regularly. So many people come into my office and say, I just don't have the time to X, Y, or Z. And my response to them will always be, well, you're going to have to find that time. You're going to have to make that time. And the more you're making it into the daily discipline, the more beneficial your practice is likely to become. No matter how big the waves may seem in the face of all sorts of voices and disbeliefs in our lives, voices from inside ourselves, from outside ourselves, that just serve to pull at our awareness by perpetually distracting us and diverting us from our intentions and our purpose and our values. And here comes our mindfulness practice. And what it draws out from us is a certain consistency, a constancy of showing up, of motivation, of practice, of purpose, in spite of everything that's going on in our lives. It's a true refuge in the storm. How am I investing my time? Where am I investing my love? What's really true? What's my job with a capital J? What really matters? And this is the discipline of practice, the discipline that leads to splendor, the willingness to bring our awareness back over and over and over again to no matter, to whatever is going on, no matter what happens, even as we feel we're being pulled in a thousand different directions, and what my teachers have taught me, that when we simply do that, when we make a conscious choice to show up, and by taking this kind of stance towards our own experiences, allowing them to be without trying to fix or change anything at all, well, that's an act of generosity. That's an act of gratitude towards oneself. It's an act of kindness. It's an act of splendor. John Kabat-Zinn writes that the word discipline comes from the word disciple, someone who is in a position to learn. It is not an easy posture to maintain 
an attitude of mindfulness all the time, even over very short periods of time. So when we bring a sort of discipline to the cultivation of mindfulness and are aware of how challenging it is to bring a sustained attention to any aspect of our lives, we're actually creating the conditions for learning something fundamental from life itself. The real challenge is how will we be in our relationship to whatever is arising and here? Specifically here is where freedom itself is to be found. This is the freedom to, not the freedom from. Where are we going? Right here. Here is where a moment of genuine happiness might be. A moment of equanimity. A moment of peace. A moment of splendor. Each moment is an opportunity to see that we do not have to succumb to old habits that function below the level of our awareness. With great intentionality and resolve, we can experiment by not distracting ourselves, by not pulling ourselves away, by not diverting ourselves. And we can bring gentleness and kindness to the practice over and over and over again, even for the briefest of moments. And then we might taste the real possibility of being at home and at peace with things exactly as they are without having to try to change or fix anything in this moment. Discipline leads to surrender. Discipline leads to surrender. And living mindfully isn't a void. It's not a nice idea. Although it's certainly a good idea to be mindful. It's not something to do once in a blue moon. It's a way of being. And that means it's a way that requires constant cultivation. This is the way. It is therefore a discipline that requires discipline. A discipline that can extend to all aspects of our day-to-day lives. And while it's a simple idea, it's far from easy. Simple, but not easy. That's the discipline. But as long as it isn't done as a matter of discipline, in that it's going to be ongoing, consistent, regular, whether you feel it or not, with the additional prerequisites of kindness and empathy and gentleness towards yourself, it's just going to be another thing to do on our to-do list or feel guilty that you haven't done, right? Saying the whole Kriya Shmalamita. And the beauty of this work is that it's a lifetime endeavor. It's a lifetime commitment. But here in the spiritual warrior camp, we do not shy away from the long-term projects. Am ha-netzach lo mefached miderech aruka. But it's comforting knowing that we're on this journey together. We are all in this together. And the last point I want to mention before we go to our reflection is that this discipline, this mindful discipline consists of three pillars. And number one is our aspiration, our intention. Why do we want to be living like this? Why wouldn't we want to be living like this? Might be the better question. Intentionality, getting really clear on our why. And number two, the second pillar is awareness, paying attention, how we do it, non-judgmentally in the present moment as if our life depended on it. There's a great quote from Abraham Maslow, one of the founders of humanistic psychology, and he's most famous for the hierarchy of human needs. And he writes, what is necessary to change a person 
is to change his awareness of himself. What is necessary to change a person is to change his awareness of himself. And we're going to add his awareness to what's transpiring all around them as well. So living with this mindful discipline isn't just being aware of what's going around outside of ourselves, but internally as well. Self-awareness. And when we notice that we aren't living with this awareness, the simple shift back to the moment without judging ourselves or fetching about the time we spent lost in thought. And finally, the third pillar in action is living aligned with our values. Not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. Know your purpose, remember your purpose, and live your purpose. Know your purpose, remember your purpose, and live your purpose. Any questions and comments or thoughts before we uh, move to the next part of the cast? It's going to take too long. <laughs> All right, we're saving it for next week. And you can always reach out. We will get back to you. Tove. So today, we're just going to close with a poem that was shared to me by one of our pause listeners. And again, expressing our appreciation to be Modef for all of the listener support and your contributions. So now it's just a time to close your eyes and reflect, to take in the words and allow them to resonate. And it's from one of my favorite poets, Mary Oliver. And the poem's name is Mindful. It's appropriate, no? Yeah. Mindful. Every day I see or hear something that more or less kills me with delight, that leaves me like a needle in the haystack of light. It was what I was born for, to look, to listen, to lose myself inside this soft world to instruct myself over and over in joy. To instruct myself over and over in joy and acclamation. Nor am I talking about the exceptional, the fearful, the dreadful, the very extravagant, but of the ordinary, the common, the very drab, the daily presentations. O good scholar, I say to myself, how can you help but grow wise with such teachings as these, the untrimmable light of the world, the ocean's shine, the prayers that are made out of grass? It's not hard. It doesn't require any sort of special talent to look at the world and see all the things that bring us down, that numb us. It's kind of a no-brainer. But practicing to become more keenly and consistently aware of what's true, of what's good, of what's beautiful, both around us, and more importantly, within us, that demands a discipline. And so what we need to do is open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, and keep them open moment by moment, right? Look for the helpers. And the reward for this discipline is immeasurable. The more we open up, 
the more we're able to see the beauty, the splendor, the hode everywhere, not only in nature, but in our very own human nature. There's a lot of distressing and not good news out there. But can we train our eyes to see the untrimmable light of the world, the oceans shine, and the prayers that are made out of grass? So thank you for pausing with us today. This is another step forward to making our world a place that can be a resting place, a home, an abode for the divine. Please leave reviews and all the good stuff on wherever you heard this. Sign up for the WhatsApp status. Buy the t-shirts. Do an anonymous act of kindness for somebody. <sighs> the goal is soul. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And of course, to see more content from Pause, you can sign up for our WhatsApp status. Hit the link in the description where we post content every day throughout the day. Content from Dr. Epstein and others. Thank you for listening.